you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for joining us for HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. I'm so excited to introduce our next guest, April Lewis. She is a phenomenal friend, coach, and just a a wise beyond her years mentor to us all, really. But I've had personal experience where she has really helped me to remove some of the roadblocks whenever it comes to getting out of my own way and getting back into my zone of genius and zone of excellence. But She's here to talk to us a little bit more about, you know, really being that mental fitness coach in the midst of COVID. So welcome, April. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? So good and so much better now that you're here, because I know that you are going to be sharing so many good tips for our listeners. So just, well, first, do an introduction. Tell us a little about yourself. Oh, absolutely. Uh, My name is April Lewis, as you said, speaker and mental fitness coach. I've been in this space um, officially since about 2014, but I feel like my whole life I've just been the person having conversations with people to help them find that clarity. Um, And part of that is because of my childhood family members that I have that are suffering with mental illnesses and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. 10 year, 10 plus year former healthcare executive and now I do consulting and speaking full-time in the HR space with a specific focus on, you know, the personal professional development, helping employees, helping the workforce show up in a healthy, mentally sound way so they can perform. Um, And currently based out of Tampa, Florida, uh, I am wherever I'm needed, which I I can't wait to get back on planes once we come out of this season (laughs) of stay at home. Um, so that is my world right now. And I absolutely love the people and organizations I get to work with. And we're so thankful for you. I know that you do, you know, keynote speaking and presentations mm-hmm. and executive coaching really all around the world, but you're joining us and we're talking in the midst of a pandemic, right? How are yeah. you, you know, helping either executives or just individuals, you know, really with creating that winning mindset or, or what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I'm sure if you're like most of us, you've heard and said the term pivot at least 50 million times since I would say February. Um, Now, I've everything has been virtual. I actually just went to my first in-person event where I spoke this past Friday, um, which is August 14th. But I've been online virtually and I have been doing sessions um, for from the the organizational standpoint, organizations have been reaching out to me like, hey, we need you to help our people cope. And so I actually have this signature uh, session coping with COVID-19 personally and professionally. One of the things about one of the approaches rather that I take with serving is an inside out approach, approach to transformation. If you focus on the inside of you as an individual, then outwardly, again, how you perform is different. If the organization's focus internally on their team, then they're able to produce, carry the products and serve their customers well. So I'm literally taking a multifaceted approach to how you can cope. And I've been specific in, you know, the theme that's going through my session is that none of us were prepared for this. All we can do is adapt, accept, and respond to it. So that's with yourself, for the parents, 
you were not prepared to homeschool your child if you've mm-hmm. never thought about it. Mm-hmm. For the CEOs, you were not prepared to figure out how to run an organization of 500 people with no one being in your office. So I've been doing a lot of Zoom meetings um, in that regard. And as it relates to individuals, I picked up executive coaching clients because they're like, I don't know how to lead my people. My stress level is high. How can I still somewhat follow my strategic plan right now in the midst of this remote environment? Oh, and on top of that, I've never focused on diversity, equity, inclusion, and all of these social issues are happening. So the conversations have been online around coping, stress management, yeah. you know, mental resiliency, burnout, because burnout is so real right now. So People real. don't have, yeah, they don't have their typical ways of escaping, you know, so they can reduce that stress. So that's what my phone has been blowing up about. Yeah. And <laughs> rightfully so. I mean, coping with COVID, mm. I think that even from this, our listeners really tap into you because so many organizations, not just organizations, just people are, mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. There's no precedent for this. And there's also no guidebook that says, Hey, you're supposed to respond exactly like this, right? The stages of grief. Well, you know what? What are the stages of your response with COVID? And there's, there's not really a guide, you know, for that. So, you know, I want to tell everyone that, hey, you're okay. And it's okay that you're, you're feeling this way. I guess what tips do you typically provide either in coping with COVID sessions or, or even one-on-one sessions? You know, and what you just said is very profound because I start out most of my sessions just to get the engagement. I have um, when I'm doing an organization or a small team, I have them write in the chat, you know, using one word, describe your experience over the past few months. And the words will range from stress, overwhelmed, faithful, prayerful, anxious, mad, scared, you know, all these words. And I have them look at that and I let them know how you're feeling. You are allowed to feel. No one can say, oh, you shouldn't be scared because or oh, you shouldn't be thankful because you are allowed to feel how, however you want to feel. As humans, we feel and experience several emotions throughout the day. The key is managing those emotions. And if those emotions are negative, ensuring that those emotions don't go off on other people, Mm -hmm. that you don't spray, you have toxic conversations with your team member, or you aren't disrespectful to your leader or your subordinate. So the tips that I give them is to one, accept the fact that you are going to feel a multitude of ways throughout the day sometimes, right? Um, Always understanding that this is a crisis. So when we're dealing with the crisis and people don't like to use certain words like crises and trauma and PTSD, because we really would like, right, we would like to just say, oh, this is a pandemic. That is true. But Mm -hmm. a pandemic is a crisis. So as a crisis, you're going to be affected physically, mentally emotionally, spiritually, and financially, and of course, professionally. So I give examples of how that manifests in your body through aches and pains and your sleep cycle being off your weight, you know, so accepting what the situation is and then focusing on what worked before COVID that you can still implement now. So if you were one of those people that worked out consistently because those endorphins get pumping and you feel good, do it now. No, you can't go in the gym or for some people, they can't go in the gym. Be creative. Do it at home. Go on YouTube. Most gyms went to a virtual environment. Go outside. You know, if you're one of those people that like to get in the kitchen and try new recipes or, you know, if you're very social like me, I'm an extreme extrovert. I it thoroughly enjoy FaceTiming and connecting with my fan friends. So mm-hmm. doing what worked 
for you before COVID and making sure you bring that into your space. And then making sure that whatever your spiritual practices are, you almost have to amplify them. You know, if you were, if you are spiritual and you prayed 15 mm-hmm. minutes in the morning, don't stop doing that because now you're rolling from bed to the couch and working from <laughs> That's home. That's the right. So, <laughs> you know, so really putting the focus on whatever was working. And I think that's the, that's like message number one, what right. was working, don't abort it now because the environment is shifted because you need that. You have to anchor in your self-care and self-care is doing things that improve and enhance your spirituality, your emotional and your physical well-being. It's not just doing yoga and taking bubble baths. It looks different <laughs> for every person, you know, because people are okay with that, yes, because yes. of how I'm perfectly like every day of the week, right? But you know, when you have like a six foot seven man, or in my case, I've had it, he's like, Well, right. what do I do for self care? Because I'm not getting in the downward facing dog. I'm like, Well, you could <laughs> if you wanted to, it take a little, sh- you could. But I just got him to see what do you enjoy doing to where when you're doing it, you aren't thinking about work, you aren't stressing over the family. And for him, it was playing golf. You know, so he couldn't go out and play golf, but he was able to get one of those little put at home things, you know, off of Amazon and he had his club in his hand. So that was his way of escape. So you got to do what serves you well. So many good points here. Like I want to jump in because they're all so relevant and so helpful Mm -hmm. to all of us. But I think I like what you're saying, though, because even in the last example that you gave, it wasn't you weren't able to do exactly what you were doing before, but you found some type of accommodation. I mean, I'm HR, so that's what I think, but some semblance of this so that you can replicate it in, you know, adjust it to your new, you know, COVID or quarantine lifestyle. But I like even the thoughts that you're saying about making sure you have that, that you time, that self-care, and it does look different for all of us. I like to say that, you know, I feel like all the workaholics, all the go-getters are getting hobbies. Because I'm in that place. <laughs> I can imagine that you're in that place. But I'm like, what's my what's my hobby right now? I know it can be as silly as like, you know, I thought about starting an Instagram for my dog. And I, listen, I work so much, but there has to be that that break, right? Like that is mm-hmm. you're doing something that's so silly and that you're not like I want to be in a place where I'm not making decisions. Right? Like I don't have to mm-hmm. make decisions or it's just something that I don't have to use too much, too many of my brain cells for maybe, but right. You know, and, and you can give examples of other things that, that you're doing, but I think even if, you know, you're used to just working nonstop and you may not even think that you have, like you've been impacted emotionally, physically, we mm-hmm. all, have, we all have to a certain degree because there is a disruption in our lifestyle, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you're saying is key. Like, it's so funny. And I've been coaching, like I said, since 2014. And there are a few questions that are, I pretty much get the same answer across the board when I work with uh, executives. And I will ask them, what do you do for fun? And at that moment, I hear crickets. They're always crickets because no, no one does anything for fun. And I'm like, well, what's your hobby? I don't, you know, they're saying, oh, I work out or this. And it's always some type of physical exertion or mental exertion. And I'm like, no, 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 no. A hobby is something that you do just for you that's disconnected from work. You really aren't using brain power. It's an escape and it's pure recreation and fun. And I give examples, you know, obviously, you know, reading, if you aren't reading a self-help book, that can take you away. You know, if you're one of those read people that can read, you know, the fantasy books or things of that nature, but that's far and few in between. 
So for me, even after having three knee surgeries and I'm in a much more healed place, I started back running one because I haven't done it in years and I'm not looking at it as working out. I'm not looking at, oh, like, let me run to lose weight. It's really mindful running. And as I'm running, I'm just paying attention to my foot hitting the ground. So I'm not thinking about breathing. I'm not thinking about if this is exercise. I'm literally like my left foot is hitting the ground. My right foot is hitting the ground. So it's that mental escape for me to like to echo what you're saying. I get tired of making decisions. I, as, and as a coach, I love what I do. But all day, every day, I'm in solution mode. So right. I don't want to think like I don't even want to think about what I want to eat no. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I no prep on Sundays because I just can't. I'm just kidding. Oh, well, that's very responsible of you. And even <laughs> something like that. Now, what COVID has done is that, you know, and I have people pay attention to what good habits have they begin to foster because we are at home, because we're eating inside more, we're spending more time with our family. It creates a space to have necessary conversations. And most people on Sunday, they weren't meal prepping. They weren't preparing for the week ahead. So now you kind of, an, an excuse was removed because you have to be at home. So you, there is a silver lining, even in the midst of a crisis, you know, the onus is on the individual to find, to accept, like I said, accept the situation, adapt to it accordingly, and then respond from a grounded place. There is always a silver lining. If you do your due diligence and mentally just work through it and look at everything and see, because of this, I now, and then fill that in with something positive, it immediately shifts your energy on the inside. That is such a good point. Wow. And it's good journaling to do as, as well. Mm-hmm. Journaling is critical. And it, I'm an avid journaler. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I journal, and I'll share this tip for me, it's as if I'm writing to God every day, mm-hmm. but I'm writing to God not with any intent to ever read it again. Like I literally just start writing. I sometimes don't even put spaces in between the words because I'm just allowing my subconscious mind to clear and I just write and I write until I feel like I'm empty and I do that before I go into my day because you know how easy it is wake up you can easily get in emails or easily get in social media or you know solving the world's problems no 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 no. clear the mind make sure you don't have any remnants of yesterday that are festering in your spirit that'll roll over in the day especially you know in in the workplace remote or in the office it's easy to go back in and feel upset from a, a toxic meeting. Right. We want to give the new day an opportunity to be new and fresh. Yeah. Find ways to brush that off even from the day day before because you can't take that in. You, you can't take mm-hmm. it in. It's kind of like leaving, you know, maybe the, the bad mindset and emotions at the doorstep before you're even walking in. And definitely hearing a lot about the mindfulness, though. And I, I appreciate that because... You know, I'm getting back into running myself. I enjoy it mentally, emotionally, and physically. But I like, I've never thought about, what did you you call it? Mindful running? Mindful running. Mm -hmm. And when I do my morning walks, I do, you know, it's mindful walk. Now, when I work out, I'm working out. I'm like, oh, bikini, you know, like I ate a (laughs) cupcake and a cheeseburger. I'm working out. But when I'm doing my, my mindful walk and it's really, you know, as crazy as this may sound, it, it's mindful to the point to where I am just focusing on the sounds that I hear around me. I say, you know, I will sit outside and walk and thank every tree that I pass by or, you know, for the sun. I am so very present in what 
I'm looking at. And that's what mindfulness is. And I have a session that I teach on mindful communication. And it focuses on when you're engaged with your colleague, your team member, your leader, whomever, that you're mindfully listening to what they're saying with no judgment. And when you speak, you're mindful about the words that's coming out of your mouth. You're clear. You're, You're clear on the intention behind the words and making sure that you're speaking at the appropriate time. So the mindful running, the mindful walking, the easy the the easy way to become mindful that I share is what is happening around me right now. So we're on this call. You have listeners now that may be listening to us in the background, but still telling little Johnny to sit down, come back <laughs> to this moment and listen, what is happening around me now? And that's how you anchor in the present moment and you be where your feet are, which is a great stress relief tactic. Because you feel anxiety in your body when you're here trying to listen to a session, trying to be on a two-hour meeting about something that you've already talked about with your team, and yet you're thinking about everything you need to do. Just that little moment of thinking in the future while you're in the, in the midst of something is stress. So just come to the present moment and be where your feet are. Wow. You really are a mindset coach. Listeners, <laughs> everyone, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote this and also send it to our uh, email distro list, all of our clients, but I, I think you, you do have some secret sauce in this, in this whole world of crisis here. And I'm yeah. so glad that you do, you have this, but you're able to share this gift with others because so many of us need it. And we also need that reminder. Some days are really good. Mm-hmm. Other days you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it the next <laughs> minute, let alone, uh, the next day. So, all right. No, yes. And, and I see on your website, you have so many um, good sessions, so webinars um, that you could present at, in-person training, mm-hmm. as well as remote training. So, all right. Well, tell us how we can get in touch with you. Well, thank you so much. Um, and actually, before I do that, I do want to applaud you for saying what you just said. Sometimes you can't get through the minute. You know, I hear people all the time, take it one day at a time. Listen, these 30 minutes about to take me out, right? So give it the moment. And that's where mindfulness practices come into play. Because if you're stressed out, if you're trying to make a a very hard decision, do I send my child back to school where I know they're going to get the proper education? Or do I keep them home under me safe? That's not easy. So stay in the moment and take it one day at a time and then have that self-compassion. Do not beat yourself up because you don't know how to respond. None of us received a handbook on when COVID happens, this is what you do. So we're all doing the personal best that we can. So be gentle with yourself and with others. And I would love to stay connected to your listeners. Um, One of the best ways to get in touch with me um, is via email, april at aprillewis.com. I keep it simple. But I would love for you to subscribe to a morning text message that I have going out. And it's your morning mental minute. Because I like to encourage people to sit still and focus on something separate of work, separate of email, separate of social media before they go into the day. So you can text April Lewis, no spaces, text April Lewis to 555-888. That's April Lewis, L-E-W-I-S to 555-888. And of course, you can get to me and get on my calendar at aprillewis.com. Love it. I encourage everyone, and I mean everyone, to reach out to April. Also, all of her information will be listed within the email that you're receiving. Your information will be listed in the podcast. So before you even download or you listen to it and you're like, wow, this was fire. Get in touch with her today. (laughs) Really, don't delay. And thank you for joining us. So if you're not sure that your business is HR compliant, 
every business really needs HR. Just take a look in the description and you can reach out to willishr.com, email us info at willishr.com, and you can start taking action today to protect your business every day.